Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All righty, well, the man we go to uh, for all the judicial stuff, all the legal matters, all the courtroom drama. He's a uh, former head of the match review committee. Obviously, very uh, good referee in his day too. Greg McCallum, friend of the show. Welcome. For jo- thanks for joining us, mate. How you been? I've been really well, Chris. Good evening to you and good evening, everyone. Now, Greg, um, we're all, I guess, adjusting to this new way of life in rugby league, and it's taking some longer to accept the way it is than others. Um, still, there are, I guess, a bit of a divide um, with the high tackle crackdown. And, and I imagine the, the referees, too, are, are probably going through a bit of an adjustment phase. I do think that they have reached a bit of middle ground. Um, what we saw on the weekend uh, was, was, I think, improved on what we've probably seen over the first what, week or two of, of, of the crackdown. There still seems to be, though, and uh, tell me if you agree or not, there still seems to be um, a little confusion about what should be placed on report and what is a sin bin offence. Yeah, there is a bit there, Chris. I agree with you. I think a little bit of the heat's gone out of it. The um, the first couple of rounds that this was brought in on, particularly the magic round, was very frenetic and... Everyone was sort of catching their breath. But um, overall, I think things have settled down. Um, although there was one incident that I'd like to mention from um, last Sunday's game, that really good match between the Sea Eagles and the Knights. But it was a critical decision made um, when um, Marty Tapao was um, sin-binned. And um, he then was the victim of a, a hit by uh, Tyson Frizzell, which was picked up three tackles later mm. uh, by the bunker. And he was just placed on report. And he wasn't put in the bin. And I think that's that consistency we're looking for within one game, in one half of footy. Um, it's very similar incidents. Both players were charged um, with contact with the head. Uh, one player was in bin, one player wasn't. And that's what we've really got to work on to get that right. Mm. No, I agree. They, they were very similar. <laughs> and um, you can probably understand Desi Hasler being, being pretty pretty livid after that game. They had two players put in the bin, and, and the Kepi one was a no-brainer. In fact, he, he may have even been mm. marched, I, I thought. Um, mm. But you're right, there does appear to be a bit of inconsistency. Just just on that match as well, and, and away from um, you know the high tackles and, and the crackdown, what about a 9-1 penalty count, Greg, in, in your day? Did you ever have penalty counts that were so lopsided? And I think Manly's only penalty was in... I don't know, the last minute or so. Um, as a coach, I can understand where Desi's coming from. Oh, yeah, and that's what they'll grab onto. Um, Chris, the coaches are very um, uh, understandably get quite anxious about the, the penalties that go against their side. They're probably more uh, in a sense that the penalties they don't get. You know, I think coaches put their hand up when their team is penalised. It's the ones they don't get. It reminds me very much of a story um, in my Last season, a refereeing, I did a finals match and the penalty count was 9-3 at half time. And um, Desi Hasler came out to me, actually, and he said, um, how are we going to fix this penalty count up? What's going to happen? And I said, well, if you keep going the same way you are, it'll be 18-6 at the end of the game. 
<laughs> I said, but who wants to know? He said, oh, nobody. Um, the coach won't be happy, though. <laughs> so that was, of course, was Bozo, the coach. Um, and, uh, yeah, look, they're the sorts of things that go on in the game. And um, people do become, uh, once the penalty count opens up, you know, four or five difference, um, coaches do start to look at it as a bit of a problem in the game. But it's been overlooked a bit this year because of the six to go. You know, there's been plenty of six to goes that have replaced penalties. Desi Orbozo never, um, and a bit off, off track here, but Desi Orbozo never um, requested that he got hit by a cement truck, did they? Uh, not me, no. That was a colleague of mine <laughs> some years earlier. Yes, yes, yes. Um, now, I, I just, on a serious note, I just, I just can't fathom how one team, Manly, can be nine times worse than the other team, Newcastle, in, in offending, um, it, it just doesn't really add up. And then when you have the two players bend, whether rightly or wrongly, um, makes it difficult. Makes it difficult to win. But uh, you know, mm. fair play to Newcastle. They were, you know, they were tough and gritty. And, and well, but, yeah, they took their opportunities, mate. That's that's mm. what happens. And when you get a run of penalties in your favour, you've got to take that opportunity. And they did it and got home from looking well out of the game in the first half, mm. uh, except for that five minutes before half time. Um, Manly were well on top and Manly sort of self-destructed a little bit in the second half. We'll talk origin in a minute. All, all the focus is on that at the moment. Uh, last night's uh, judiciary, uh, Felice Kafusi, he got off that tripping charge. Um, you agree with that? Oh, look, I thought it was a minor incident. Uh, he sort of lashed out with his foot. Years ago, of course, uh, tripping was an automatic send-off. It was one of the worst things you could do in the game. Um, and but, you know, I thought last night it was, it was a little bit unclear as to what made contact. They claimed that there was no contact. I think there was some brushing of his leg, but um, the player didn't really stumble or go to fall over. So I'm pretty, you know, um, happy that, um, that he'll be available for origin. You talk about tripping, and um, and again, off track here, and I, I don't want this to be about me, but my very last game was at Belmore, and uh, I got sent off first time in my career. Uh mm-hmm. I was uh, caught in the, the second line of defence, and, and you might remember, Greg, I was never blessed with too much speed. I knew this bloke <laughs> was going to get round me, this nimble nimble halfback, and I stuck the leg out. I stuck it out and got marched. So uh, that was yeah. it. That was it for me. But, yeah, you know, things have changed, haven't they? Luciano Leilua. So he's also uh, been found not guilty for, for a shoulder charge, and that means he's uh, able to play uh, against uh, Penrith on Friday. Yeah, and yeah, good luck to him as well. I, I didn't think there was too much in that. I thought there was um, some contact. I didn't think it was major contact. And it might have been one of those ones where the force wasn't uh, as heavy as it, it needs to be to prove um, contact in those situations. So they just got to be careful. You know, players getting off is great. Um, players being charged um, mm. way up against it. Those taking the early plea, you know, this is where it all becomes a bit of a whirlpool of, um, of outcomes. So... Uh, but it's always interesting around origin time, isn't it, Chris, with players at the judiciary? Well, it is. And and, and, and that well, that leads me into another line of questioning. There are some, and it's been spoken about for a while, should should there be a different weighting? Um, should you be rubbed out of an origin game um, or a grand final? You got any thoughts on that? Should the weighting be any different? I've always thought no. When I was doing the... the, the Match review, you know, we put a number of players out of um, grand finals. Cameron Smith, uh, Luke Rickardson, um, Carl Webb were put out during semi-finals. So yeah, yeah. I missed a grand final. But the more I look at it now, I'm, I'm probably coming to the to the 
sort of view that there should be a waiting on it, um, particularly if the player arrives at missing a, um, an origin or a, a grand final on the basis of um, these repeated infringements. And we spoke about this a few weeks ago where I think they need to look into that. Um, I, I don't agree with players missing major matches if they've accrued minor um, uh, carryovers or, mm. or loadings um, that affect their ability to play in the game. Well, I guess that's why they brought the fine system in too, wasn't it? To um, for for the the exactly. lower the lower grade offences, so you're not going to get rubbed out. You'll get a fine. So over the weekend, yeah. busy old weekend, wasn't it? So in total, eight players, uh, including David Clemmer and and Sean Kepi, accepted suspensions. Eight players, and uh, twelve players accepted fines. So um, a busy old weekend again, and we can expect things to continue. Now you've uh, refereed a few origins, didn't you, Greg? Yeah, I did. Yeah, referee five origins. Were you ever told to go out there and interpret the rules any differently to an NRL game, uh, i.e. make them more relaxed? No, not at all. We, we were probably heightened in what we were looking at doing out on the field. The big thing about origin, though, Chris, is you've got uh, 34 players that are involved in the game, 17, well, it could be 36 if, if uh, the 18th man becomes involved. You, you've got the best players out on the field, generally, you know, and, and the Players, things they can do things at um, at the elite level that perhaps don't happen all the time in regular club games. You know, the, the players are so skillful, um, but it's high high speed, high drama, high intensity. So that's where I suppose incidents occur, and and that's what next Wednesday night people will be looking out for that the referee is consistent in applying the same interpretation. Uh, they picked the most experienced referee, Jared Sutton, uh, to go out there and do the game. And I'm sure that he'll handle the game um, professionally and and he will be enforcing the rules that have been in, in favour. You know, the, the referees have got a very firm view at the moment and that is to go out and, and um, you know, do what they've been asked to do and that is to enforce those rules. You don't think there'll be any, any difference at all between uh, Origin 1 the way it's being refereed and uh, the recent NRL crackdown, it'll be the same, you think? Uh, I, I, mainly because it's happened in the last three weeks. You know, it mm. hasn't been something that's been drifting along. This time last year, you might remember, or, or sorry, uh, two years ago, mm. we had those high penalty counts and all of a sudden Origin came around and those high penalty counts stopped. Mm. You know, that, that, that was something that was of concern, I think, to people that look for consistency. I think this is a little bit different because... Um, it's very close to home at the moment with, with players being hit in the head. Um, you know, the story of Steve Mortimer's dementia. Those sorts of things are very much in the forefront of people's minds. And, and, and they'll certainly be in the forefront of um, those that are coaching the referees at the moment. Well, Jared Sutton, he's going to be uh, right under the blowtorch, under the spotlight big time, because I think all of us are waiting to see. Because you would agree, wouldn't you, though? Um, in recent times... The game has been, at origin level, probably allowed to flow. Maybe the referee um, doesn't doesn't have the microscope out as much. And there is a widespread feeling that uh, origin, whether you like it or, or don't like it, is refereed differently. Yeah, look, I, I think last year, um, the three games at the end of the season, a, a very different sort of origin last year at, at the end of the season, and they were only a week apart, the matches. Um, I thought they flowed really well, and I thought with one one referee, um, I think was a big improvement in Origin as well. I, I know it's faster, but 
I just think when there were two referees out there, there was this a little bit of confusion going on amongst the players. Um, I think that's the fact that it's one referee. Um, I think that everything's in their forefront at the moment, in the forefront of their mind and their training that this crackdown's on. And I, I don't think there'll be a, a problem next week. I, I think it'll flow pretty well. All right, mate. I appreciate you jumping on the line as always, Greg. It's always good to talk. Oh, before you go, uh, and you're a manly boy, you, you, you grew up in that, in that local area. I was at your old yep. club. Um, I was at your old club last week. Uh, Forestville mm-hmm. Ferrets. Is that your, your mob? That was my club. I had two clubs, Kramer and Forestville Ferrets. Yes, well, I was up, up there at Curry doing... Road there. Yes, it's yes. Well, it's 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 a good little venue. It's hidden away, tucked away. You wouldn't know. You could have a I don't know what you could have a, a cult gathering back there, and no one would even know you, you you're there. But we were there. I was doing the NRL, uh, my latest accreditation, coaching, etc. You wouldn't believe mm. we're out, we're out in the middle. Me and there's about another twenty other coaches from the local district freezing our you know what's off. Um, and then I had to sort of rush in here, but. Mid mid coaching mid, mid lesson, the lights have gone out. Boom, gone. Yep. They must have. They must be either on a timer or Forestville ferrets haven't paid their their, their lighting bill. Good old club though. Good old club. Yeah, great club. Not many people got out of there alive. I tell you, they used to come in there. It was talking about an ambush. It was an ambush. I don't play teams up I, there. I don't suppose you ever referee refereed there, did you? No. Uh, in in uh, juniors, I did yes, yeah, but yeah. Uh, certainly played there a lot. Yeah, yeah. Freddie Teasdale and uh, was the yeah. uh, player that played with me, and his dad um, Billy Teasdale was the coach. So wow, two great names of the Forestville Ferrets. I'll yeah. say, I'll say. All right, mate, I'll let you go. And uh, a reminder too, uh, if you are getting married, not you, Greg. If uh, if anyone <laughs> listeners are getting married and you want to uh, a, a celebrant with a difference, uh, just Google Greg McCallum marriage celebrant. That's what he's doing these days when he's not busy tied up talking to us here. On SEN, he's out there uh, walking or waiting at the end of the aisle. As always, mate, appreciate it, and uh, we might chat again next week. My pleasure, always. Thanks, mate. Great stuff. Thanks, mate. There is uh, Greg McCallum. Um, Knows his stuff, doesn't he? And that's why he is our go-to man for anything uh, revolving around the rules of rugby league.